This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Place to Be Nation, welcome back to PTBN's NBA Team Podcast. We are now finally through the Thanksgiving season. December is close by, and I am back here uh, from my trip. I am joined by my co-host, Adam Murray. Adam, uh, how do you feel now that we're actually like a full month of NBA basketball removed in the in the regular season? Well, well first, did, did Disney treat you well again this year? It did, and actually, I treated the Orlando Magic well because since I have been there, they have not lost. I think they've won six games in a row. <laughs> good, good, good. Because so maybe, you just maybe, left. maybe I'm the lucky charm. No, um, no sightings, no sightings. Uh, like I think the Nuggets were in Orlando and the Celtics were in Orlando, but I didn't see them. And the Raptors, the Raptors were there, but I never, I never caught them. I did. I think Scotty Barnes got caught with two girlfriends. Uh, in a casino, but I wasn't there at the casino. <laughs> that was somebody else. Fair enough. So yes, the season is back. Everything is in going. Uh, we've reached the point where we know we are who we know they think we are, or something. Yeah, like the something will something like that. Bill Parcells would have said if he was on crack. Yes. Um, but so yeah. There's a few things in the play in I, I it's so early to even say that, but there are some of these ones where you look at the like the top 11 or whoever's in 11th and 10th place where you're like, mm, like there's a couple of weird teams in there that I don't know are going to hang. I mean, we the one we can mention right off the top in the West is the Houston Rockets who actually have a winning record because I think they have like only one loss at home. They, they've really just done, they played really well at home with uh, Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks and Jalen Green kind of finding a role as sort of like a slot guy. That's the one team that's kind of stuck out where it's like, ah, I didn't expect them to be good. Whereas the other teams like the Thunder, the Suns, the Mavs, the Nuggets, the Kings, they all, uh, the Lakers, the Pels, they all have their attrition and they all have their own issues, but they're all right there in the thick of it. They're not, they haven't bottomed out. No, they haven't bottomed out. The Clippers out. were dangerously close, but they made a switch where they put Russell Westbrook on the bench and it looks like it's kind of helped them out. Well, I don't think we've done an episode since the panic trade. No, well, we talked and about the trade, but we haven't talked about the team the way they looked. Like they had their first game was there was the no Knicks, need, and we hadn't seen them. There was no need to do so because you had Harden, who we know didn't have training camp. You have a new team who you're now gutting the team for this new thing. So it takes a while for it to come in. But yeah, yeah they're back on. They're. They, they were on a losing streak. They lost all the like the tournament pool play games, so they're not going to go to Vegas. But they're seven and eight right now. They actually looked really good against a team that's always given them trouble, Luka Doncic and the Mavericks. So maybe it's like, what did you think of Harden now that you've seen him for about a few weeks? Rusty? Of course he'd be rusty. That's what I was trying to say is it takes a while for, for them to get going again. It's, even if he does get in shape, the team's not in cohesion yet. So it, it takes time. Yeah. In the East, I mean, it's it, it's I'm not really that concerned about like in that play in scenario like Cleveland's in there, but I think they're going to bounce back. The one surprise, I guess you could say the Magic, who are playing great defense and then the Pacers, who are just an offensive juggernaut. They had a game against the Hawks where they scored 157 points of regulation, regulation, which I didn't even know you could pull off. 
That that was quite insane. Yeah, Tyrese two, was being great. There's a couple things. I'll I'll go stay in the East. Okay. Um, that's just I've noticed. Number one, Detroit is just a really really bad team. No, no we, kidding. <laughs> we no, because we went into the season and I, you read a lot of things. Everybody wants them to be good because they've been bad for so long, and they want them to be competitive, and that's what Monty Williams was supposed to do—make them competitive. And Monty you Williams see him try. You've seen him try to do things like he put Jaden Ivey on the bench for a while because he was turning the ball over too much. He was kind of using Kay Cunningham in different ways. Jalen Duran was getting a lot of playing time, but it's not turning into wins. They're two and fourteen. Yeah. It, it, He's trying different things, but it's kind of just knowing the pieces you have and learning what they all can do. Thompson looks like a steal. He is. He did touch earth on that crossover from Halliburton, which was a low light. But he's he's a great rebounding rookie. He's like sort of a jack of all trades. I I don't think it's fair to to compare his numbers with Amen Thompson's because he was injured. And well, Amen's also backing up. Yes, that fleet. So that's completely different. Yeah. Yeah, but they're just really bad. Washington, we all sort of had the same reaction. We saw Jordan Poole continue to be an idiot, and we all just sort of did the the face palm. Like, it takes a lot to not want you to root for these guys in the end. It was, we know you had a bad deal in in Golden State. We know it was the veterans over you. But you just don't don't continue it here. And it's just everyone's just like, oh, poor Kuzma being stuck. Their with this. defense is god awful. And they get absolutely destroyed by even halfway decent teams. So it's Chicago, it's just a mess like we predicted. They are on the and, verge of a blow up. Like how much longer do you think it can go? And the the problem with the blow up is and this is probably something for a couple episodes down the line. We get closer to the trade deadline or once, right. once all these contracts are Levine, good course, to go again. Yes. The the post December fifteenth or whatever the their availability trade again, all the buyers and sellers have already happened. So there's no everybody's already traded their seventeen second round picks. So there's the amount of buyers that are left, and you're looking at Zach Levine, Levine, and you're just like, well, where, where is he going to go to? Who's going to shell out for him? And you have Miami. It's like, well, is he really worth twice as much as Tyler Hero? No, not really. And then, well, yeah, well, and a malcontent is so easy to spot in pro sports in general, but really in the NBA, it's so easy. The one where he basically brushed off the SID because he didn't want to do an interview. And then him showing up courtside to a Laker game with his agent when he's between games uh, uh, with the Bulls, that was strange. I, I'm not saying that players from other teams being courtside is weird, but the timing on that was very, very suspicious. That's all I'm going to say. Agreed. It's going to get really strange. Like DeRozan's playing well, but they're not winning enough. They're just not, they don't have enough depth. They're not good. They're not good. Kobe White is not a starter, but he's trying to be. It's, it's a weird fit. Injuries. It's simple enough. And in Charlotte, we had mentioned everything will change once Bridges comes back. And I will say that Bridges on fire ball has been on fire for the last week or two. Oh, they're both good. And that's why I had said in our Thanksgiving episode, which you horribly named. I, I, I'm just not going to let this one go. Of You had all the Thanksgiving puns available for you. And then you just picked something that it was just an evergreen episode. There was nothing even relevant to anything. And you're just, oh, you blew it. 
I just talked about tanks. I mean, look at this. I mean, we got the Grizzlies who are just an absolute um, dumpster. They're a walking mash unit. They were the first team this early in the season that used a hardship waiver, which I, is unbelievable. Um, it is twice. Okay, moving on to the West. Memphis, as we we saw, is a dumpster fire. And I don't know if Ja can bring that back because I think we're starting. Steven Adams gone for the year kind of kills your team. Replacing with Bismack Biombo, who you had to pick up a couple games into the season is not going to change it yeah and he he took a stray of from john collins where he put him in a headlock and dunked on <laughs> um and Desmond then uh, Bain, marcus however smart, is marcus smart well, got the wrist injury too marcus smart is on his marcus smart timeline like we had mentioned san antonio very bad team using Wembyana way too much his usage rate just the worst like so bad they're even putting devin vassell on the bench it's to the point where Greg Popovich is telling the crowd to stop booing the opposing team. <laughs> He's like, no, boo our guys. We're the ones playing like shit. That was just strange, but <laughs> that was because everyone's like, when Bayana is going to be the, you know, he's the player of the millennium and this team will be a playoff team. Like, no, this team, they're a when Bayana injury away from being worse than the Pistons. Yeah. And that's, which, that's which says a lot. lot. Yeah. Portland, Scoot Henderson's injured. So that, they they have talent though. I mean, DeAndre Ayton's there. Jeremy Grant's playing well. Uh, Simons has been out, so they might have a few excuses. And defensively, they're not the worst ever. So, and you I know think who else get for Portland? They're they're a bad team, but we expected them to be bad. You know who's bad and just bad and just kind of not good. Bad. Yeah, Utah. that's three ways of saying bad. Yeah, the Utah Jazz are. Weird. Like, I think Laurie Markinen's playing well. Colin Sexton plays well every now and then. No, but Colin Sexton has been replaced by, by Keontae George. Keontae George, who is like, I mean, anytime you're starting a rookie on a bad team, you know, the sign is there like, oh, this is not going well in your rotation. Right. Because you got Jordan Clarkson, who's in the starting lineup. Colin Sexton was supposed to be the big piece of the trade to get Mitchell out, and he's not looking like the answer. Kante George U- comes in. Utah's the kind of team that if you put your guard down and you and you rest a bunch of guys, you could lose. Like we saw that with John the Collins has just looked completely lost on that team. He does not fit at all, and just all their mishmash of pieces are just not looking good right now. So, you know, I also had very low expectations for Utah, but. They're just not even exciting to watch. They're just bad, is what I meant. Golden State, Draymond, we mentioned how they have no margin of error this year. And Draymond's just like, I don't care. I'll be me. Absolutely. Let me, here's my hot takes on that incident involving Draymond Green and Rudy Gobert. Number one, deserved the suspension. In fact, I thought the suspension should have been longer. That's like, why you, when you I thought they me. should have actually made an example out of Draymond even more by saying it's a, te- a seven to ten game suspension. And if anyone else does this again, it's five games. That's Everyone what- sort of said five to ten. We sort of that was a consensus. That's why I texted you a meeting like, oh, that's going to be about five. Like, yeah. you know, three is too like low. A, a common one would be three. But I, what I would say is I would hammer it down even more. I mean, we got more possessions. We've got more turnovers. We got more people running, like, falling all over the place. The funny part is that's not how it even happened. It happened with Clay Thompson and um, who was the um, who was the Wolves player that got into a tussle with him? Jaden. Uh, who's that? Jaden McDaniels. Like, they just, they just kind of, like, had a pull apart where they were ripping each other's jerseys. And then Draymond just, it, like, goes, you know, 
<laughs> he he just goes all crazy and he just there, jumped- there was no need for it. This team, this team can't afford those losses, and it shows. Mm-hmm. It, I, Let I me don't... ask you this: That was the second of a back-to-back where they had a really competitive game with some emotions in, in the begin in the in the first one. You, there's going to be a lot more double headers in December especially when we have that week where a lot of teams kind of take it easy because they're not in the in-season tournament in Las Vegas. Like, do you think that the doubleheader idea to prevent too much travel is bad because it could create tension or do you not, or do you think it's just a coincidence? Coincidence. Coincidence. You don't think there's not much to it where you have these back-to-backs? No, because with these back-to-backs, that's two of your four season games already done. Right. Especially if it's a road trip. If it's a road trip, you want to knock them out. Yeah, so there's not really much to it, but they're, they're a team that is kind of too smart to be this dumb. And then but there's the- Chris Paul, which was that's a whole nother feud that has gone on forever that has spanned teams and leagues. He even mentioned like this goes all the way back to when I was with Doc Rivers and the Clippers, which was like, oh, my God, I totally forgot about that era. <laughs> Let me say this. I, some people are all of a sudden we have these mouthing experts of what they said. If he called him a bitch, of course you're going to get ejected, you know? And if he also said to him, I got something for you, that's pretty, that's pretty threatening. Am I right or wrong? No, not really. No, no. I got something no. for you. If John Moran says that I'm scared. Yeah. I guess if it just be, Oh, here's a middle finger. Oh, that's, you know, or he grabs his, crotchal region the whole argument i mean it it devolved into oh you're always doing this to me but it had to do with the charge it was the fact that he felt like durant got it had to do with durant they're too smart to be be playing this dumb right now uh you've already mentioned the houston rockets uh a team that has sort of surprised me is is sacramento i thought they would have been bitten by the the sophomore blues of just expectations but i just think fox and sabonis are just so efficient that when they're on they're really hard to beat on offense even though their offense is taking a step back and they're not playing as fast as they were as they did last year they're just a they're just a solid team they know how to win oh you know who else is a team who knows how to win right now which in the west it could easily fall apart at the minute i say this but dallas Mm mm-hmm well, Luka Doncic had a scare where they thought he may have broken his hand. So we'll see where that goes with the x-rays. But they, they look good at times. They had a good win against the Lakers, and then they get blown out by the Clippers for no reason at all. That's, that's just the NBA. Derek Lively has been that the, the, the draft pick that fits for them. Grant mm-hmm. Williams has been the free agent. You know, they, they couldn't. Tim Hardaway Jr. has had a great year. He's had a resurgence oh. coming off yes. the bench. Right. And, and Kyrie's been given up Kyrie numbers as he's been. So they've been, they've been a pleasure to, to watch. A lot of those teams in the West kind of record wise are very close, but they, they've all had their own impressive marks. You know, the Lakers, LeBron's sort of in that point where he's, he just passed 39,000 points and, you know, he's, he's, you know, a lot of people kind of laugh at how grizzled and how old he is, but he's still pretty efficient, you know, but the the games that really stand out are when Davis goes off and they're 10 and seven. They're still, they have some issues with the injuries with Rui Hachimura and still, um, still no sign of, uh, of Jared Vanderbilt, but I think they're doing just fine. The Suns are playing well. You know, they kind of do this tag in tag out thing where like if Durant played almost all the games, but the one game that Durant sat 
Devin Booker play and he had 40 points. We haven't seen Bradley Beal yet because they say he has a back strain. So they're kind of holding out. The one team that's kind of going all in with all their personnel are uh, Minnesota and Oklahoma City. Minnesota is finally healthy, and that's why I said we should just wait on them before we reserve judgment. And so far, they're looking very formidable. Oklahoma City, Chet is just fitting in, and he also has the year. That was a game where he hit that three to put it to overtime against the Warriors, but that was one. That was probably the best game he's had so far as a player. You know. But they're Oklahoma City. I kind of expect to cool down once once the season goes on. But right now they are they're second net rating. They're a really good team. So Jalen Williams is out for briefly, but he's very young. And that's the other part about this Thunder team. They're very, very young. So a lot of these guys, if they have injuries, they're going to bounce right back and play. Jamal Murray got hurt, so he's been out. It's been a bit up and down for the defending champion Nuggets, even though Jokic is still, you know, he's Jokic. He, the well, only game if, where he played poorly was when he got ejected, <laughs> you know, against the Pistons. But Reggie Jackson just isn't Jamal Murray. Let's be real. That That's why Denver is sort of up and down. But right. Oklahoma City, what it, what it comes down to is you have Isaiah Joe, who's averaging like 11 points a game. He is a three-point marksman right so now. So that's yeah. the problem. That's not the problem. That's the reason why they're so hot is you get bench players like that all of a sudden on fire but you have like you mentioned you mentioned phoenix isn't at full force denver's battling injuries mm-hmm. uh your pelicans Even the Kings, fox has a sprained ankle then he comes back and you know they go to minnesota where minnesota hadn't lost the game they blow them out you know so a little bit of parody for sure in the west very deep. The, the lakers i'm kind of surprised how slow they're going i'm not you know, I know we talked about this a little bit on the last episode, but I think I thought they were going to pace themselves a little bit. The Warriors are in a weird spot because they have personnel in which you can't speed them up because you're going to run the treads off of you're going to just absolutely just like wear out Clay and Paul and Draymond. But they don't have the personnel to back up those guys. The Lakers actually do like they got Austin Reeves on the bench now and he plays well or he plays better than he did as a starter. And you have a couple of other key pieces, you know, Gabe well, being out has, has hurt them too. It's hurt. It's hurt them, but Cam Reddish should not be starting on that team. He's hurt too. You know, I think that's what it comes down to is I'm seeing like these names like, oh, they're a well-put team. Why is why? I thought Austin Reeves was supposed to be like the next big thing. And he he hasn't been yet. And they are sort of uh, we we didn't we, you know, obviously we thought they're not going to be at the top, but lower than I expected. And then there's the, the curious case of your Pelicans. They are weird. You know, they had a stretch where they lost three in a row. Then they played twice at home in one of those double headers we were talking about against the Kings, and they beat the crap out of them twice. So it was like, okay, I mean, like, like we see some life here. Zion and Brandon Ingram are playing really well. Supposedly, there was a team meeting led by Larry Nance, the veteran, who – where they basically said – where a lot of questions were put to towards like, hey, Zion, you got to buy in. You know, and hey, Brandon Ingram, I know you don't want to play unless you're fully healthy, but we need you kind of thing. And since then, they the wins have come and they're nine and eight and they're competitive, but they're also dealing with injuries. CJ McCollum had a lung issue, so he's out. Matt Ryan is hurt. They still don't have Trey Murphy, the third, but they're getting some good play out of guys like Jordan Hawkins and 
you know, the aforementioned Matt Ryan. So I, I don't think all hope is lost at all for the Pels. Like, I think they're still in the thick of it. I'm not super duper optimistic like I was at the beginning of last year when they were at one point, like the had the best record in the West. I don't think they're going to reach those kind of highs, but Minnesota seems to be the team that's in that spot now. In the East, it's somewhat predictable, unless you really think the magic being 11 and five is just a stunner. Don't they always start 11 and five and then go like they do. They do. That's why I was kind of being a little like cautious about talking about them too much, but they have no, been really good. No, the East is Milwaukee. They're also undefeated, I believe, in the in-season tournament pool play, so they're probably going to go to Las Vegas. Milwaukee is who we think they are. Their defense is trash. Their Philly, offense is fantastic. Philly has the, uh, I think we mentioned in the last episode, addition by subtraction. They got rid of Harden and became a full team. Mm-hmm. Everybody's playing their part, doing their role, which is nice to see from them. The Celtics are just really good when they want to be. The Knicks are up there, but you don't get a sense that the Knicks haven't had injuries lately, so that's helped them. They had a but real spirited effort where they had to I make think a big it's comeback. The fact that the Pacers are good, but you know they're not because they they're don't a play defense. Team. They're not a defensive team. That's why. And Cleveland battling injury in the injuries early. And trying to figure things out. So they're they're allowed to be middling. And Atlanta, just the biggest mediocre team again. You could not just get <laughs> I like Atlanta. I like how offensively they're just they're just going. They were they were the team that played Indiana when the final score was 157 and 152. So like I I think they're I just think they're hilarious. Like and Trey Young's finally shaken off the the rustiness. Uh Jalen Johnson just got injured. And he's been real pivotal to their starting lineup as a thirty-year player. So I kind of, I kind of want to see what they're like when they have to dip into more of like DeAndre Hunter and use more of the rookies that they got and second-year players. And the funniest Boston thing is in a weird spot because yeah. they are finally doing the load management. They're going to sit Drew a couple times. They're sitting Chris Porzingis a couple times. Let's see how they do when they don't have those guys. True. And I, I was just going to say Toronto is. Kind of what we expected. They're really terrible, but somehow they're 500. And <laughs> good like, home court. Um, you, Barnes you, is really good. <laughs> do you do you buy in and go for something, or do you blow it up? We have no clue with that team. That team could be decent, followed by a god awful, and yeah. nobody knows day in to day out. You know, you know, Adam. Like Siakam's weird. It's like it's a, it, you forget about him for about a week. And then he has two or three games in a row where he has where he averages like 30 points and 15 rebounds. And you're like, oh, yeah, he's awesome. He's the best player they have. You know, so he, he kind of like flashes in and out. And Schroeder's actually having a good year filling in where Van Vliet was. But he's not Van Vliet. You know, we see how Van Vliet's been a positive. It's just, Dave, yes, that team is just eroded. And, and I don't did we miss it? I think we've gone through everybody who's not named Brooklyn. Yeah, I mean, we I could talk a little bit more about Cleveland and how, like, I even mentioned in the Thanksgiving episode how I just wish they would ramp it up some more. Garland, when he's healthy, plays great. I'm just curious now to, if Garland and Mitchell work gel together really well when it comes to, like, playoff success. Like, there are some times I wonder, maybe they just play better when they're not playing at the same time, is all. You know, Mitchell just has his habits. He has his habits where he just likes to shoot a lot of shots and he likes to have the ball a lot. And it sort of takes away from what Garland can do. And the Bucks, they have become exactly what everyone predicted, including us, um, before we, the season started. Great, great offense, bad, bad defense. 
we said Bucks. Now, the only two teams we haven't mentioned are Brooklyn and Miami. In Boston, what did you think of that situation with Andrew Griffin and Giannis? Very small tiff. Small, nothing, nothing. I didn't think much of it either, but I thought, oh, okay, we have a little bit of a testiness going on. I guess it was because it was a competitive game and and Giannis really wanted to win the game. You know, which is rare. You don't see that a lot out of NBA players in the month of November. But, um, you know, the one thing that they're going to be pivoting towards in the next week or two is the regular season tournament that they're going to have. I know that it's a little confusing. The only time people know they're even doing tournament games is those wild looking courts designs. But it looks like the ones that are kind of in for the West, it's the Lakers, probably the Pelicans and the Kings. And then in the East, it's going to be the Pacers, the Bucks, and the Magic. And then there's a wild card team that can make it between those two conferences. And there's a few that are already out of the mix, like like Portland and Memphis and Detroit, and even the Hawks are probably out of it. But, I mean, who would you like – what kind of matchups would you like to see? Because the West are going to play the West teams, and then the East – I don't understand. I don't. I'll give you one. I mean, I'd like to see the Magic play the, the Pacers. I just want to see an, a, a, a good young team with defense – Versus a good young team that wants to score and see how it fits. I, I just got to feel like we're going to wind up seeing something like that. It, I mean, it's a flat, it's it's a snapshot of what of what it's going to be like. You know, I know that what I, I mean, we just had these uh, college basketball tournaments where, you know, they're in Maui and they're here and they're here and they're playing non-conference games so that they can get sexy matchups. But I, I don't know if it's the same vibe when it comes to the NBA. That's the problem. I know that's that's what was their that was their goal to create interest and create something in December, but I don't feel the same vibe of like, oh man, I can't wait to watch these teams. Play it's each too other. soon. It's too confusing because they nobody play knows. each other all the time, right? Yeah, and nobody knows when it's a it's a weird court game. Well, what does this mean? Who knows? And, and that's why I'm just like, right. That's why I'm just like, I don't get it. And like these teams are, who do you want to see? Like, I don't care because they're going to play in the regular season anyways. Yeah, the, the real differential, like when you're going to notice it, is when that week comes up the second week of December, unless we reconvene by then, where they they actually have a lot of teams not even playing because they're going to be doing the quarterfinals uh, in like the, the for the home spots. And then they go to Las Vegas on Thursday, the 7th of December for the semis and then the championship game on the 9th on ABC. So that's the time where there's not going to be other teams playing at the same time. So people are going to be focused on just those specific games, which might give them some media attention. I know the money's cool. I think it's what, 500,000 for every player. Yeah. You know, which is good. I mean, that's good a for good the pot. good for the two way contracts. It's right. You know, and that's that, and that's but. cool. But like, I, I mean, is it is it going to create an incentive in the future? Oh, man, I can't wait to see who wins the next one. I don't know, but it's just something to create interest uh, in a month where no one's there really is paying none. attention to the NBA. They're paying attention to football, right? Speaking of no interest, mine is beginning to wane here. <laughs> Okay, good. I gotta laugh this time. Last, I think last episode I tried to make a joke. You're like, nah, didn't, didn't, didn't sell it. So, it did, uh, uh, any, it any final it. thoughts on anything? Oh, the Celtics are still number one in net rating by a good margin at double digits. Like, do you think they're still a dominant team, or do you, are you, are you seeing some cracks? No, they look good when they feel like being. They good. have losses, but doesn't everybody? I mean, it's just it's normal to like kind of take a day off, you know. The only other thing I noticed is that scoring is back up again. 
I like the first week or two, it had kind of gone way down because nobody was uh, making threes. But now it's sort of picked up again where it's like, oh, OK, we're, we're back in the 120s and everybody has offensive efficiencies of 110 plus throughout the league. And it, it really just comes down to defense. I I wonder if one of those veteran laden teams like Dallas or the Clippers or the Bucks are going to try to make a push in the month of December. That that's that's what I'm sort of curious to see. Well, we will find out. All right. So for Andrew Reich, I'm Adam Murray. Have a good one. Take care, y'all.